The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER and visit rg-help.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Alrighty, let's roll, baby. Welcome in the East Coast Bias Boys. Back by popular demand. It is a Tuesday. Welcome in, one and all. We have Jill House. We had a ton of fun yesterday with Cousin Sal on Spotify Live in the race to 10. We'll get to that in a little bit. We got Raheem the Dream Palmer. And House, Raheem, we learned a valuable lesson last night. House, I had major cold feet on the Ravens. I had a bet in on the Ravens at two. I hated the way the market was moving against them. But we learned a valuable lesson once again. When in doubt, fade Andy Dalton in prime time. Away we go, baby. That's it. That's not a new lesson. That's an old lesson. That's that's like a Kirk Cousins lesson. I I only played on the first half with the Ravens because the Ravens have, you know, snatched uh, covers out from under me a couple of different times this season, but they handled their business. It went according to script and the thing for the Ravens, you know, that 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 defense still has some injury um, issues to overcome, but the Saints pose no threat whatsoever, right, Dream? Yeah, not, I mean, not at all. I mean, to be honest with you, we gave out the first half under on my um, podcast on Sunday. We gave it out at 24. It closed. We actually gave it out again on the Monday podcast at 23. It closed at 22, and it didn't come close to sniffing it. I mean, if you bet that game, you were in and out like a robbery. You got your money, and you didn't even have to think about it. So that was good for us. That game was an absolute thing of beauty. The under takes care of Raheem. The Ravens take care of me. I even threw out a prop, believe it or not, and likely, and he goes and scores a touchdown. Didn't do anything else in the game, (laughs) but no complaints. Did what he needed to do. And now the Ravens, fellas, I think are kind of set up and are ascending 
the way house we thought they were going to at the beginning of the year. Let's be honest with Baltimore. They're six and three. They had a 21-point lead against Miami. That's a game they should have won. They flushed it down the toilet. They had a monster lead against Buffalo. They were up by 17 points. They flushed that down the toilet. They had a big lead against the Giants. They let get away. House, this is the Raven team that you, Raheem, and yours truly all thought going into the year would be a playoff team, a division winner, you name it. Is it fair to say now, Mr. House, we are seeing that version of the Baltimore Ravens? Because my answer would be a resounding yes. Well, and and the interesting thing is they came through that first nine games. The, their schedule was front-loaded in terms of the difficult games and the way that, that the, the these teams um, have kind of come out. The rest of their schedule, I think the toughest game left is that they have the Browns uh, in, in week like 15 or 16, and then they have the Bengals to close out the season. But, you know, what they have coming up, the Panthers, the Jaguars, the Broncos, the Steelers, they have the Steelers twice, and the Falcons. So, you know, getting through that first portion of the schedule, and I think you could make a reasonable argument that they should be at least 7-2 and two in view of the double-digit leads that they had in a couple of those games, um, especially that Giants game. But 6-3, and three, and then with that remaining slate, man, they're, they're, they're teed up for it. Raheem, I'm looking at the division odds right now in the AFC North, and I'm a little surprised by this, but to house this point, and I wasn't like dissecting the back half of the Ravens' schedule, so give our guy credit for that. Baltimore at minus 390 to win this division. And that's with Cincinnati coming off a big win against Carolina, which was easy, easy, easy money for House and myself. Are you surprised, Raheem, that total for the division is as high as it is at minus 390 for Baltimore? I'm not I'm not surprised at all. I mean, first things first, the Ravens are six and three with that easy schedule, and they already beat the Bengals. So, and you're looking at a Bengals team that is still missing Jamar Chase for an extended period of time. I know they they dominated on the Carolina Panthers, but I mean, this is a Carolina Panthers team that's been playing well, but they pretty much decided that they were gonna tank the rest of the season. They traded Christian McCaffrey, they traded Robbie Anderson. So it's just like, yeah, they beat them 42-21, but I think they still have to prove themselves. I mean, they just got dominated by the Browns. So it's just, I expect the Ravens to win this division. We we gave it out before the season started. I think it was um, plus 160 or minus 160. So I, I think with them having a game up on the Bengals and already have um, defeated them, I, I think th- these odds are right where they should be. Okay, House, I was big on the Saints at the beginning of the year. I gave them out as a playoff team. I gave them out as an over. Is it now officially time? to say goodnight the lights, turn out the lights, the party is over for New Orleans, or because of the division that they're in, it is the peasant NFC South that is probably the worst division. Well, the two Souths this year, the AFC South and the NFC South, they're just absolute disgraces. Um, Am I dead with New Orleans, or do I have like a glimmer, glimmer, glimmer of hope? You're definitely alive because it is the poverty NFC South, it's the worst division in football. We thought the AFC South might grab that crown, but man, what Tennessee did. Tennessee showed itself once again. Coach Vrabel. How good is Vrabel House? Yeah. How freaking good is Vrabel? I mean, that guy is a phenomenal coach. I feel like he could get Raheem at quarterback and at least would be in the game. I don't know about me, but Raheem, he might have a shot. I agree. I mean, Raheem's the young guy, and he's got the, the wheels for it. I mean, Malik Willis didn't complete a single pass to a wide receiver. 
and it didn't matter. They had many chances, the Titans did, to go grab that game, and they just play so physical. They're so disciplined, Tennessee. So out of like all of the teams between the NFC South and the AFC South, the Titans are the best team, so they they have uh, the edge. I went ahead over the weekend, right before the uh, uh, Atlanta Chargers game, and plowed in heavy into the Falcons to win the AFC South because it was still available at better what than two to one What did you get that odds. number at? If you don't mind me asking, it was just Mr. a House. little. I think it was like plus two ten or so. It was right around. It was a, a plus two hundred, and maybe slightly north of plus two hundred because I was worried that they were going to beat the Chargers, and then that number was going to drop down to close to even. Um, and you know, I, I still think that Atlanta has an inside shot here. I don't believe in Tampa. I don't think they showed us anything that defense did play better against the Rams, but man, that Rams offense continues to just be one of the worst offenses in the entire league. Every metric that you look at supports it. They're a one trick pony and they couldn't run the clock out effectively. That game was won four times over. They had the ball with less than two minutes left, and they couldn't run the clock out. They gave the ball back to the GOAT, and the GOAT took care of GOAT business, and the Rams uh, lost again. But uh, the, the the point is that ten, Tampa Bay don't believe in them whatsoever, believe that that division remains wide open, including potentially for the Saints. I'm not ready to cross them off yet, Well, JJ. Raheem, I want to ask you this question because I'm mm-hmm. looking at the up-to-the-minute NFC South odds on FanDuel, where Tampa Bay is favored after their win against the LA Rams. No surprise there. They're at minus 220. I give you an opportunity now to buy some stock. Are you buying stock in Atlanta? House's team at plus 360? Or are you looking for deeper value in New Orleans at plus 650? So 360 for Atlanta, 650 for New Orleans. You can tell me none of the above. That's fine, too. But I give you the opportunity to get involved in the NFC South market, dude. What are we thinking? This is really, really tough for me. Um, I, I don't like the Saints schedule. I'm going to be honest with you. When I when I look at it, I think they can legitimately lose this week to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you still got the 49ers. You got the, the Buccaneers on the road. You got the Cleveland Browns. You got the Eagles. That's just that's just brutal to me. Um, I just think Tom Brady is eventually going to figure this thing out. So they, I mean, they got trips against the the Arizona Cardinals. They got the the Falcons. They got the Panthers. Um, I, I just I just think I, I think Tom's going to figure this thing out. No, they're, they're going to be fine. It's just the Falcons. Their defense is just too bad to truly trust them. So I, I can't see them winning this division. And then the Saints, to me, they just don't have a quarterback. I, I love Jameis Winston, but, I mean, he 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 got hurt. And he was in and out of the lineup. I want to see you Dal- back in the lineup after what I saw from Dalton last night. You can't be any worse than that, Raheem. I'm sorry. I mean, he, you can't be uh, any worse. You spoke about primetime Dalton. He has a primetime game against the, the Buccaneers on Monday night at 8-15 against, uh, on December 5th. So... It's like you can mark that up as a loss right now. So, and if if the the Buccaneers beat them again, they would sweep the season series. So, I think the Saints are out of this. It's probably a two horse race. Okay, are you guys ready for this Thursday night doozy? I mean, you want to talk about bad, bad, bad Thursday night football house? And it's a shame we don't have baseball heads up against it. I don't think maybe the NBA has some Thursday TNT games this week because they they scrapped Tuesday with election day, so it's possible. With the World Series ending, I haven't even looked at the Thursday NBA schedule. There's, there's no th- there's no Thursday um, NBA games until after the NBA season is off. They have Thursday NBA TV games. 
Oh, it's either on NBA TV or not on TNT. Yes, yeah, it's actually, it's one, it's, it, there's four games, but only one is on NBA TV and the rest are, are local games. But, House, are you ready to go get involved with Falcons, Panthers? Go get it, baby, on a Thursday night. <laughs> well, you know, I have an investment in the Falcons, so I'm interested. And I believe that the, they, they started off gangbusters 5-0 and against the spread. I think they're 5-3 and three or 6-3 or, or and three against the spread now. Um, you know, three out of their last four have been against the spread losses, which is reasonable regression uh, and the market getting smart about what that Falcons team really is about and untimely injuries to the defense like the dream pointed out. Um, but I still believe in, in the Falcons. And if the Falcons think that they have a chance to win the division and they should think that I'm sure Arthur Smith thinks that then they need to go take care of business against Carolina. looks like an opportunity. The only thing that worries me is that Carolina spot on Sunday against the Bengals was an absolute letdown spot. We knew that, that that was in the cards potentially for them. And, you know, especially the way that they'd lost the previous week to the Falcons. So they're, they're, we're right back at it, Carolina and, and the Falcons. And I, I, I like the Falcons uh, this week. I, I think the number's fair. You think that's a rat line, Raheem? Falcons by three? I feel like everybody in the house, not just you, but I just feel like after what people saw on Sunday against Cincinnati, nobody is going to want to go to the ticket window and no one's going to want to go on their FanDuel app to go and bet the Panthers. So when I see that, that normally makes me believe, okay, I want to go and be that guy and go against the grain. Is that too nuts, Raheem? Because right now I haven't decided what I'm doing Thursday night. I really don't want to bet the game, but I know I'm going to end up betting the game. Who the hell are we kidding? Carolina seems like the, if I'm betting this game, House, you're not going to like this. I kind of like the Panthers, dude. And they it's suck. Fine. And well, I can't believe I'm on them. Well, I don't, here's I don't the mind thing. It. I mean, these two teams played the week before last. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but I said in that game that the Panthers should win that game outright. And yes, I know House is not. We know what House, happened. House is not going to give me credit for it, but we all know the Panthers should have won that game. And we we have a similar scenario here. They're getting three points. I think you kind of got to go with the Panthers. I think the Panthers can beat this team. They saw what happened. P.J. Walker passed all over them. You could run all over this Falcons team. And I think with home foot advantage, maybe they win this game outright. The one thing that I find interesting is that this total opened at 40. It's all the way up to 44 and a half. And in that first game, I mean, we finished with a 37-34 final. So I think I think this is probably a shootout. I like a little conflict of interest. And listen, that makes it more fun on a Thursday night. See, House, that's what you need, bro. When you got a rat, miserable Thursday night game, you don't want family unity in that game. You want a no, little conflict. I mean, Dream knows. He says Carolina should have won that game. The Panthers, I mean, the, the, the Falcons were one play and 12 seconds away from not only winning outright, but covering at minus six. It was going to be fine. They were right there poised to do it. Their bum ass, you know, secondary gave up a PJ Walker miracle throw. The only thing is, who's playing quarterback for for the Panthers? Do you guys know? Uh, your guess is as good as mine on Tuesday. <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. It could be PJ Walker. Uh, I hear that Sam Donald's on a mend. Is it Baker Mayfield? I, I don't feel great about any of those guys at this point. I'd probably want to see PJ Walker. I mean, I think he's the best of the bunch. That's not saying yeah, but, much, but but Baker Baker was very credible in the second half against the uh, the Bengals. A lot of extended garbage time, <laughs> yeah. though, House. To I'm gonna be honest with to you, Chris okay. Extended okay. garbage time for Mayfield. 
if it's Baker, I'm out. I mean, I just saw. Ah, what, I, listen to Dream. If it's Baker, I, I love what PJ Walker did against the Falcons a couple of weeks ago. And I think if it's him, you kind of got that motivational edge to kind of bounce back at home. If it's Baker, I don't want anything. I don't want anything. I'm right there with you, Raheem. If I find out Baker Mayfield is starting this game on Thursday, I'm going to have a hard time betting the Panthers. And then the problem is going to be I'm going to be staring in front of the FanDuel app. I'm going to be like, it's Thursday night. I'm going to be itching. I need, I'm going to need something, something there to get involved with that ride of a game. So I won't sit it out. Right now, I'm praying for P.J. Walker. Let's leave it at that. All right, when we come back, there is a rat line, and it's a standalone game. I think the line stinks. I think the line makes no sense. I'm very curious to get my guys' thoughts on this rat line. And everybody can watch this game. The question is, are you going to choose to watch this game? I'll tell you what that is. That's coming up next. So I told you there's a rat line in a standalone game. Raheem, mm-hmm. that's Seattle-Tampa line. And it's in Munich. So it's the great unknown. Like, we've had London games before. Well, now we're going deeper into Europe. We're going into Germany. And the game now is pretty interesting because Seattle's been awesome all year. Tampa has not been particularly good. They needed a Tom Brady miracle to beat the Lowy Rams offense. And I didn't know what this line was going to be. I'm seeing Tampa favor, dude. Seattle's been a better team all year. Is this a question of this line not making sense? Or is Tampa, because of the quote-unquote Brady effect, getting too much respect here in this game? What do you read this Munich game, dude? Yeah, this is this is not making sense to me at all. Um, when I look at my motto, I actually I have Seattle as favorite. <laughs> I, I, I can understand why they've been Raheem. They've been a better team all year. They should be. That was my take, and it's a yeah. neutral site game. Yeah, it's, it's not making sense to me at all. So it's just <laughs> I I don't know how you get to this number unless you're using priors, and even using priors, I, I think that I have this number, um, Tampa Bay minus one point four. So I, I just I, I have no idea how you get to this number on the like on a neutral site. All I can do is try and come up with some kind of explanation that ties to the number of drops by Tampa receivers. Anybody that Tom Brady tries to throw the ball to has to get one drop at least out of his system. Um, that would be the only kind of explanation for why that Tampa offense, We we every week we lead uh, Tampa highlights with somebody dropping a catchable Tom Brady ball and they're not insignificant drops. They're drops for, for points. And so all of, of, of the Tampa games, uh, to me, the thing to do, play the under, play the under, play the under. I'm absolutely positively playing the under in this game. I have to travel all the way to Germany. Uh, you know, all of the circumstances of, of guys outside of their rhythm, outside of their comfort zone. It's an underplay to me, and I don't want to have anything to do with the line. Well, House, you're on the right side of the total because it opened up at 46 and a half. It is now down to 44 and a half. So you are moving with the market properly. So you love to see that. Raheem, the sense I get, am I crazy to say this? The books are going to need Tampa on Sunday. Does that does yeah. that seem weird to you? But I just That's get exactly the what's sense, happen. even with your model being what it is, and I think it's right, and I think it's accurate, I look at that line and I say, public will get in on Seattle. And I think a lot of the books, FanDuel included, they're going to be big Tom Brady fans on Sunday. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if there's a quarterback that you would want to need, it's got to be Tom Brady. But I just think 
the the issue with this offense right now is that they can't run the ball. Um, and this is a team that's trying to run the ball and it's just not working. And the Seattle team, they can run the ball and the defense is improving. And you got Geno Smith, who has like the greatest career revitalization since, I mean, Lil Wayne went from wobbly wobbly dropping like it's hot to one of the best rappers alive. And I've never seen anything like this. That's the only comp that I have for, for Geno Smith. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Do you see, House, do you see any shades of what Geno Smith is doing to Testaverde at all with the Jets? It took him forever. Oh, wow. I mean, Testaverde was definitely far more of a bigger prospect coming out of the U than Geno yeah. was coming out of West Virginia. But that was like the only thing I could think of. A guy kind of like toiling around, getting a lot of opportunities, and now finally making the most of one. Vinny did it with the Jets. Geno doing it with Pete Carroll in Seattle. My only concern with Gino all season long, and I've been an admirer, I've been riding Seattle, you know, last week on this very show, we had a conversation. I asked you guys, why is Arizona favored in this game? You know, Arizona hosting Seattle in week nine. I couldn't make any sense out of it. I went ahead and plowed into Seattle once again, because all of the, the numbers suggest Seattle is legit. Arizona, not legit. Uh, and, and now here we are. Uh, another opportunity potentially to jump into Seattle. My concern with Geno Smith is I can't point to a time in his career where he's, he's had this sustained level of success. Now you can't. He didn't, there's, there's no example of it. House. He's never right. done this. So that that that's the concern for me. I mean that that's the 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 risk uh, in a one score under three point game where you have uh, a, a guy who's playing you know, above his career average, way above, you know, anything that we've seen from him in a circumstance that he's never uh, confronted before. And, you know, the, 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 the goat. And I think, you know, that that's the investment side that I would make, but I just don't like the number at all. I'm glad you brought them up though, because the NFC West is a very interesting market right now. There are a lot of these division markets, fellas, where you look and you're like, it's it's minus 380, it's minus 400, it's minus 15,000, whatever the case may be. Raheem, this is one where you have the Niners, who are not in first place, who are still favored because preseason expectations, the talent on their roster, being in the NFC title game last year, they're at minus 135. Seattle is at plus 150. Any interest, Raheem, in getting involved with Seattle in this division? I, I think I missed the boat on this one. I'm going to be honest with you. I do it's too. Just... See, I'm out on it because to me, if you're going to buy in on anybody to win the division, I, I I would take the Niners at minus 135. I still think that's a decent number. I really yeah. do. I, I, I think, I mean, we're looking at the Niners. To me, the Niners are a top three team in the NFC. And obviously they got off to a low, slow start, but I think, their win over the Rams was really impressive to me. I, I just I I can't stress how enough how impressive that win was because to me they had everything going against them. They had injuries. The Rams were coming off a bye. They weathered the storm. I think this is a I think this is a team that's primed for a, a run. And they got the banged up Chargers next week. They got the Arizona Cardinals and they got the Saints. And I think those are three winnable games. And I think they take control over over things in the NFC. House, could I entice you at all to get on board with the Niners? I took them to win the division early in the year, remember, at plus 200. Now you got to lay a number to do it. Definitely missed the boat on Seattle. Raheem, what could you have gotten Seattle at the beginning of the year? Like 7-1? 
eight to one, maybe even more than that. Yeah, I think it's more than that. I mean, I think you could have got like Seattle at at that number to to have the best record in the league. <laughs> so I, I know it was, like it was probably like in the thousands. Uh, see, yeah, I'm not getting involved with that. House, can I get you on board? Niners to win the division. I already have that exposure. I bought it at the beginning of the year when nice. we were doing our, our preseason uh, analyses of how these conferences, divisions might play out. And you guys made a compelling case. I had originally invested in the Rams. Now, fortunately, I didn't overexpose myself to the Rams, but I thought the Rams, you know, were in a decent enough position to run it back. But um, the, the, the Niners uh, was a good investment at plus money. I think I got them at like plus 150, maybe plus 175 before the season started. Uh, and I stand by that. that. That's fine by me. I don't need to go in any extra because I don't want to get in front of the Seattle miracle. I mean, if that's the way this thing plays out, but we can't, I, there's, there's no price now. There's no value now to no upside to jumping on Seattle at this point. Well, I think about this house, your Ram bet that you could have really had a whole lot of liability on. They are now 11 to one to win the NFC West. You know what that tells you? Vegas don't think there's a chance at hell. The Los Angeles Rams this year are winning the NFC West. So good thing you got out of that, bro. I'm glad that we could end up being somewhat of a positive influence on you. And you got a better ticket now with the Niners. Not at minus money, but you got them at plus money, dude. Would you That's house how we for do anybody it. out there who doesn't have a Niner division ticket? Do you still like minus 135 if you haven't made that bet? No, I'd prefer to play them to win the conference. And and I, I know that you have those um, odds at your fingertips, but that would the, I would play plus money odds to win uh, the, the NFC rather than laying any juice uh, for them to win the division. Because I think, you know, when, when the playoffs come around still completely unknown quantity in the form of the Eagles and, you know, Sirianni with the expectation. It was one thing last year for them to, to sort of bump their way into the playoffs and, and, and Sirianni and Jalen Hurts go out there and take the beating uh, that, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were prepared to administer. And they went ahead and did that. I, this is a whole nother animal altogether. I'm knocking on wood. I want everybody healthy on the Eagles, but it's a whole nother animal to show up with two losses or whatever the Eagles are going to arrive in the playoffs and have all those expectations. They'll have a bye week. Man, I'm, I'm a, I like the Niners um, for the conference. I think those odds will be uh, a good value. What's the number right now? They are at plus 500. I'm looking as we yeah, speak. Plus that's my 500 preference. to win the NFC. And if you look at the Super Bowl, they are 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So I'm glad we got the better of that number, my man, at the beginning of the year. Guys, before we do some picks for this interesting slate of games, it's interesting in Week 10. There are some duds, but it's definitely a better slate of games than what we had last week. Raheem, the Buffalo Bills loses double-digit favorites to the New York J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, the AFC East market, which was... A foregone conclusion a week ago, two weeks ago, four weeks ago, that Buffalo was going to win this bad boy. I mean, they were over 1,000. They were 1,500. It was insane odds for the Buffalo Bills. Now, a loss combined with some injury uncertainty with Josh Allen. I think it'll end up being fine, but who the hell knows? I am not a doctor. Minus 320 now, Buffalo. Do you see any value, bro, in the Dolphins at plus 400? The Jets at 12 to 1 or the Patriots at 16 to 1. Can I get you to bite on anybody not named Buffalo in the AFC East? If I had to take a team, I would I would, I would roll with the Miami Dolphins here. Um, uh, I mean, you, my man. That's what I like to hear. 
That's what's yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, they, they've already beaten the, the, the Bills, and, like, they've won every single game with Tua in the lineup, and they're just a half a game back. And, like, this Josh Allen injury, UCL, it's, it's a serious injury. And if it's a full UCL tear, that means surgery plus a year recovery. So I, I don't know if he's just going to be okay. Like, I think the one way you want to look at this is that he's out for the MVP. Like, he's not winning MVP. And right now, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, they're the favorites right now. So I think you kind of got to be looking at one or two of those guys if you're looking at the MVP market. Can I make a case, House, for the MVP for a moment? And I know there's no chance in the world he's going to win this award because I understand the history of the award. I know what happened last year with Cooper Cup. The impact that Tyree Kill has had on the Miami Dolphins this year, and I know two has been a beast. I applaud him. Good for him. He's shutting up the haters. I applaud Jalen Waddle, Mike McDaniel, you name it. House, the difference that Tyree Kill makes week in and week out. And I don't think I'm crazy suggesting that he should be one of the legitimate candidates to win this award. He won't win it. We know the history of the award. But am I crazy for saying that? I like giving him respect in this manner by putting let's let's put the respect on on his name that that he deserves because he has singularly transformed. It is indeed a group effort. Everybody gets credit. McDaniel gets credit for re- reinventing the offensive concept. Uh, uh, Waddle gets gets credit for advancing from first year to second year. The front office gets credit, tons of credit for bringing this all together. And by the way, crazy underrated move. The Jeff Wilson acquisition at the trade deadline was magnificent. A great addition to the to the Dolphins. All of which is going to, I think, on the se- over the second half of the season, continue to let Tyreek shine and let him be the best version of himself. And as long as Tua can stay healthy, I'm knocking on wood again for that. I, I love it. I mean, you know, the, the the Dolphins. That's worth a sprinkle to me for that division for the reason that that uh, Raheem just just offered up. I mean, that the the injury to Josh Allen might be serious, and if that's the case, then you got to grab the Dolphins right now. They're in the the best position. They have divisional games left, and they have a couple duds that they should uh, go ahead and take care of business against. Still on the schedule, a couple tough games too, but uh, opportunity rest resides with the Dolphins. That 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 uh, number for the division is the best opportunity right now. It's juicy. If they win these next two games at home, they got a legit chance to do it. And we'll get to a game that House might be on that I'm not going to be particularly fond of. House and I had a conversation yesterday, so I got a little mm-hmm. spoiler alert to the, okay. uh, the, the, in the mindset and the insight of the diabolical genius. Raheem, real quick, Jets. I got so many Jet fans in my life. Way too many for my liking. They're mm-hmm. basically even money now to make the playoffs, which is absurd. Even money, considering what their preseason expectation was. And I was there wrong on the Jets. I thought schedule too tough. I thought conference too tough. They're ahead of schedule. Their defense is badass. You think the Jets are making the playoffs? I think even money is spot on, dude, because their schedule is tough. I think it's spot on. I'm just, I'm not a Zach Wilson fan. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I think if they had any other quarterback, I would say yes. To me, Zach Wilson is just not the guy. I'm sorry. I mean, he's 29th in EPA per play. I mean, that's worse than, you know, Stafford. That's worse than guys like Russell Wilson. That's worse than than Jared Goff. Like, I mean, all these quarterbacks who are playing horrible, Zach Wilson's playing worse than them. So, no. House, even money, Jets (laughs) to make the playoffs, you in or out? 
I'm out, and and especially because uh, their last game of the season is against the Dolphins, and it could really could be um, important for the Dolphins and their own playoff positioning. I don't see the Dolphins taking their foot off the pedal, so I think that's an L for the Jets, and that could be the difference between them making the playoffs or not. And for what it's worth, I will be at that game in South Florida, glowing, hopefully with a little tan on my face, you know, in all <laughs> sorts of good spirits. That's what I need. Hopefully, maybe after a couple of birdies on some golf courses that House recommends for me, in the South Florida area. All right, we got to get to week 10. A lot of look at futures here. East Coast bias. We got you covered every which way. But when we come back, the week 10 card, a little shark tank, and away we go. All right, let's get right to this because House and I were on a stream for Cousin Sal yesterday on Spotify Live, and House couldn't wait to mention this to me. And House, I'm just going to throw this out there, bud. If it wasn't my team, and I was just looking at this game objectively, and I didn't have like a passion or a rooting interest or anything of the sort, I would endorse your Browns plus four beak. So the four is yours. Why do you like Cleveland so much? I think that what they showed us uh, on Monday Night Football a week ago against the Bengals is the truest version of the Browns, the version of the Browns that we anticipated coming into this season that might be able to tread water until Deshaun Watson showed up on the scene and maybe gave a late push for the Browns to make the playoffs. The health on the defensive front is the key. And the the fact that they just caught a, a nice long bye week coming into this uh, Miami situation, really to me, it's basically when you sit down and do the math on Tua under pressure and the unique pressure that the Browns are able to build, it's that unit to unit matchup that for me is, is the difference. Now, the only thing really that I like about it is the number. It's not that I think that the Browns are a better team. It's that I'm getting what feels like to me an extra point. And the extra point is the Jacoby Brissett tax, right? I mean, that that's really what it, what it boils down to. You have to invest in Jacoby if you want to take the Browns. But I think the Browns' ability to run the ball, the two- or three-handed uh, attack that they have on the ground, that's a way to slow down the Dolphins. The Dolphins' explosive plays are you know, now the stuff of legend. We just went through Tyreek Hill as MVP candidate. But to me, I just like getting the extra point with the Browns, especially with the pressure I expect them to bring uh, against the Dolphins. I understand that, House. That's what scares me more so in the Browns' offense. They got dudes that can get after the quarterback. And it seems like Tua has had a lot of clean pockets to operate in against Chicago, against Detroit. Now, this is a team that could be in his face, that could knock him to the ground a little bit, that could disrupt him. My only caveat is the Dolphin defense that has been very mediocre all year, they've been really good at home. They embarrassed the Patriots at home. They held their ground against Allen and the Bills. They played a great game against the bad Steeler team. And they played good defense against the Vikings. That's a game they should have won. Different story, what have you. Raheem, I'm staying away from this one. House is in on the Browns. Would you endorse that pick? Uh, that's a hard one. That sounds one like a meh. That sounds like a stay away for you. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I think the play is the over. <laughs> like, I, I just don't trust this Miami defense at all. And I just think the one thing we've seen from the Dolphins is that they can score points. So I, I think that that total is a little too low. I think it opened at like 47. And I think we're up to about 48, um, 48 and a I half. I see so. 48 and a half right now, Raheem. 48 and a yeah. half. Yeah, I personally, I personally like the over. So you're not getting endorsement from either one of us, House, on one of your best bets of the week. And listen, well, it, you know okay. I love you. 
And normally I, I root for you all the blessings in the world, all the good things in the world. This is one where I hope you're writing a big fat check and a donation. It's not my strongest play of the week, but we were together on the stream with the cousin Sal last night. I just wanted to let you know my my feelings about the Browns and the and the Dolphins. Well, and I just wanted to yeah, share my feelings a little bit, which I totally understand. Like that <laughs> we're is, friends. That's the way we're it goes. Friends. When you're riding high, your friends have to bring you back down to earth a little bit. That's, that's just it. That's the way it goes in love and war. All right, let's get to a couple of Shark Tank picks for me. Um, I, I have two that I have locked in. And I will get the fellas' blessings on both of these. Raheem, I'm starting with this one right out of the gate. Get ready to hide the women and children. Okay. I like the Broncos plus three against the Titans, dude. A- am I out of my mind? Because to me, the letdown game after Sunday night, Titans are comfortably ahead in the division. Denver's got a defense, even without Bradley Chubb, that can play. The Titans' offense, outside of Derrick Henry, is problematic. And I just think this line is too low. I, I think it's way too low. I'm taking three points in this game. I know it stinks. I know it's contrarian, but I love it, dude. Give me the Broncos plus three. Raheem's like, you're crazy, dude. I no, can tell already. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yes. <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Yes. I, honestly, I looked at that one and I thought the same thing. I mean, when you saw the, the way that Malik Willis performed in that game, I, I just don't know how you can lay points with him. And then Ryan Tannehill, if he's if he does play, to me, he is an upgrade over Malik Willis, but this is still a, a team which really struggles. And the Broncos have a solid defense. So I, I think you you saw the Broncos start to get rolling against the Jaguars it's, in terms of their offense. I think the Broncos can win this game outright. I'm staying away. I couldn't stay any further away. I just can't any longer look myself in the mirror in good conscience and say, Joe House, we're invested in Russell Wilson. Let's let let's let Russ cook and and you know try and get across the goal line with with anything less than, than three points. I'm out altogether. I'm just we we've seen enough. What more evidence do we do we need to see out of that moribund uh, uh, Denver offense? That that's the problem that I have. Even if it's a tie game and 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 Denver has the ball and and only has to go 30 yards or so to get a field goal. What confidence do either one of you have in the ability of the Denver Broncos to move the ball 10 yards that they need? They just the did it. The they just did it last week. Well, I mean, they didn't want it. Maybe they did it in Juju after London. I don't know. <laughs> You're not using Jackson's Jackson. Are you really want me to believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars, that that's what you're going to throw up in my face? The Jaguars defense? The Jaguars might arguably be a better team than the Titans, but I mean the Titans do. They, I mean they sh- they shut down Patrick Mahomes. I mean, so they slowed him down, and I, I just think there's some recency bias here. So I mean, Always. we were looking at this. We were looking at this Titans team as a team who we wanted to fade, and I, I I'm not mad at it. I, I like this pick. Okay, so I get an endorsement from Raheem. I got to stay away from House. The second game, House, and I'll let you open up the proceedings on this one. The Giants are coming off a bye. The Giants have not been an explosive offensive team. I understand that. They haven't been lighting the the world on fire from a scoreboard perspective. But here's what I do know. They are super well coached. Their coaching staff, I think, is going to be dialed in, firing on all cylinders coming out of a bye. And they have the lowly Houston Texans. I, I think the Texans are the worst team in the NFL. I think we have seen that now over these last couple of games. I know it's a hefty number. But I think the Giants are winning this game by double digits. I think they will have some wrinkles on offense. I think they will want it a lot more. I cannot see the Texans moving the ball. Big number. But I'm taking big blue. I went against them way too often 
Now it seems like people want to grab those six and a half. Can I get you in on the Giants? Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I don't have a, any reason to argue in favor of the Houston Texans. I admired them catching that cover last week against the uh, uh, on the Thursday night. Uh, you know, hanging in there a little bit in the first half with the with the Eagles. Um, but man, you're not going to get me to 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 step in front of of the Giants coming off the bye week. All we've had all season long out of the Giants is a demonstration of a professionalism, professionalism, uh, organizational fortitude, an approach that makes sense. And it's from the coach. It's top down. And I'm I'm not getting in the way of 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 anything. You know, it's six and a half right now on FanDuel. Go ahead. Let's let's invest in Big Blue. Raheem? I'm struggling with this one. I mean, like that's, uh, that's a, couldn't that's get two a, for two out of the dream. That, I, I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. It's, it's hard known. for me. Just I mean, to me, that's a big number. Um, and my model actually likes it. So, um, what I is need your, to think about if it. If you don't mind me asking, because you share these things from time to time, what does your model have Giants and Texans currently at? It has Giants minus eight point two over under. I like 30. that. I'm getting a little bit of a better number there. Okay, okay. Over under thirty six and a half. That's what it has. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> and the total is at 40 and a half, by the way. 40 yeah. and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, it likes it, but I, I just, I kind of got to do some more work on it. <laughs> All right. So, I get one endorsement from Raheem. I get one endorsement from House. Honestly, I'll take it. I'll ride with it. 50-50 on each. All right, House. You told me Cleveland you like, but it's not one of your favorite plays of the week. So, what do you got for me, baby? I have invested an uncomfortable amount, an amount. Oh, that, I like that, this already. Uncomfortable <laughs> I mean, amount. I'm already excited. And, and I keep looking at it and I keep saying, man, I haven't put in enough. I'm already uncomfortable, but I might want to make the, the, the discomfort extreme. The Chicago bears are only laying three points at home against the Detroit lions. I can't come up. It opened at two and a half. I didn't get the two and a half, but I did get the three. I just can't come up with a single scenario under which the Detroit Lions are competitive in any way, shape, or form with the Chicago Bears. I think this Bears offense, the version that we've seen these last three weeks with Justin Fields finally, finally able, given permission to go ahead and, and engineer something, he's he's a one of a kind. I mean, you know, all of the, the, the NFL commentariat has been out there Sunday into Monday about the revelation that Justin Fields is. That's just one part of it. What this really is to me is an opportunity to fade the 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 Lions and especially Jared Goff. It's going to be cold. Look at the weather in Chicago on Sunday. It's the, I don't think they the, the high. They get 65 and sunny like they did for no, Tua last week. That is going to the the cold weather for Chicago and the East Coast. Glad you brought that up, House. Yeah. That will be a factor this weekend. I already looked at the weather forecast. It has me itching for Florida already. I'm just saying, itching. <laughs> there are amazing numbers out there on Jared Goff playing in cold weather. Small hands Goff does not like the cold weather. I don't think he can grasp the football. I don't think he can feel the football. And the Lions, for some weird reason, are haven't been good under Dan Campbell out, outdoors. They're 0-6-1 outdoors and and two and five against the spread. Oh, six and one straight up two and five uh, uh, against the spread. This is an opportunity at a small number to jump all over the bears ride. What we, what we've seen. I mean that, that it's, they've been completely reinvigorated by the, the changes. And by the way, 
Chase Claypool, they get a whole nother week to prepare to integrate him into that offense. Give Justin Fields a legit receiver one time. Okay, I'm in. I love the number. I love the opportunity. I love the situation. I'm so in on the Bears. It hurts. I love this pick. And this was one I was actually going to give out as well, just because when you look at Justin Fields, last five weeks, excuse me, last four weeks, he's top five in EPA per play. They're finally letting him throw the ball down the field. You got Chase Claypool, and they're facing a Lions defense, which is 32nd, dead last in EPA per play. And I mean, like how said, Jarek off in cold weather. He's terrible. 4-7-1 straight up. One of those ties was last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we all know they had a Larry Holmes status version of Big Benjamin. Um, and I think they're 3-9 and nine against the spread in cold weather. So I love this pick. I'm going to take it. I, I think we saw Justin Fields carve up that Cowboys defense, which is one of the best defenses in the league. And then last week, uh, a lot of us had the Lions, but... The Lions, they probably shouldn't have won that game. I mean, they got a bunch of red zone picks against Aaron Rodgers, who just hasn't been playing like himself. And, I mean, their defense ultimately won it in the end. But I think that was fool's goal. I love the Bears in this spot. I think House is dead on. Well, I'll make it three for three. I watched Justin Fields absolutely torch my football team last week. That kid is ascending. And it's not like Zach Wilson, where Zach Wilson has a lot around him with the Jets. Fields, let's be honest, before they got Chase Claypool, there is nothing around him. They've done a terrible job of coaching him up. And he's like, the hell with that. I can ball. I can play. I'm getting more confident. I'm getting more comfortable. And the Lions are coming off a win. That makes me like it even more. So we are three for three on that. Family play. Ding, ding, ding. Chicago Bears. I like it. I love it. So, Raheem, you got another best bet for us? Okay, I'm... I kind of gave this out a little bit yesterday on Twitter or, I mean, one of my platforms, but I like taking, and we spoke about this earlier, Josh Allen could have a serious UCL injury. I like taking the Minnesota Vikings at plus six and a half. You can buy it up to seven. Um, If you can get it cheap, I would recommend doing so. But take that as just a preliminary pick. See what happens with Josh Allen. Maybe maybe this line goes down. He doesn't play. Maybe you can try to middle it. Or maybe you can kind of just, if it goes down, um, you get it at a, I mean, you bet the other side and just try to middle it or something like that. But I like taking it. I may already have some action on the Vikings at plus seven. Just saying. Well, because. Yeah. That line will drop all the way down to what? Two? Is it a five-point swing? Three. No, I think three. I still think they'll give Buffalo the respect. I, I could be wrong on this house. I am guessing no Allen Sunday. It's minus three with Keenum. I mean, I think that's a reasonable investment. I mean, as we sit here now, the information that's in front of us and, and Dream gave a very thorough analysis as to exactly what the risk proposition is that that Josh Allen's confronted with and by. So, you know, go ahead and, and, and make a little, you don't have to make a gigantic play, but there's there's it's an opportunity to catch some positive closing line value, which I know the Dream loves. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, this line has already been bet down from nine and a half to six and a half. Um, I just think you got to grab it now. Try to buy it up, get a cheap seven, and then you you can decide what to do later on in the week. I mean, we we have shows later on in the week. Obviously, Houses with Warren Sharp. JJ has his show. I have my show. So, I mean, grab that now, and then we'll let you know what to do later on this week. (laughs) It's called getting ahead of the market. That's what we try to do here on East Coast Bias. All right, we'll come back. We will have Mr. House with no NBA tonight. Give us a little info and insight on a couple of trends that are super important. All right, before we say goodbye, and listen, make sure everybody goes and votes today. We have no NBA on Tuesday. House, when did you become Mr. Trent? 
What trends do I need to be mindful of in the NBA? Please, please help. Well, look, we're, we're 10 to 12 games into the NBA schedule. So it's time we can actually sit back and try and draw up some big picture perspective on this thing. Underdogs have been cranking. They're, they're at 86, 69, and three through Monday night, 55%, better than 55%. And a lot of that is being driven by, by two things. It's by home underdogs, and it's by three teams that everybody had pegged to be tanking. They're not tanking yet. They may get around the tank, but they ha- aren't tanking yet. That's the Pacers, the Jazz, and the San Antonio Spurs. The Pacers are six and four against the spread. The Jazz are nine and three against the spread. San Antonio six and five against the spread. And two of those three teams are going to be home dogs uh, of, uh, at greater than uh, five points coming into uh, Wednesday. So just just eyeball this. Now Utah's on the road at Atlanta. Utah's blown the doors off of every expectation. They handled. The, the the Clippers with, with uh, no, no trouble whatsoever last night. Last night, Monday night, 15-game slate for the NBA. Amazing underdog performance across the board. But keep an eye out. There are still some underdog opportunities. I love uh, San Antonio at, at home, and I love the Pacers at home Wednesday night when the NBA, the slate's back 13 games. But just keep an eye on the dogs. That's all I'm I saying. I like it. I like it. Some trendy dogs and some mindful dogs. Ton of fun today. Raheem, you killed it. House, you killed it. It seems like a united front. Aside from the Cleveland Browns, that pick's got to go to hell. Good work by the Wargon Warrior. East Coast Bias Boys are out. Be good, everybody.